dropping out. And I want to talk about that. And so let me pray, and then we're going to talk about uh, dropping out. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for this day. And Lord, we just uh, pray that you would just uh, just speak through me today, God. I pray that I'm animated by your spirit, that my own spirit doesn't get in the way, God, that you would just uh, speak to our hearts today, that you would change our lives through the word of God, and that you would just speak to us, God, and, and let us leave here victorious, God. You're a victorious God, and you're a mighty God, and despite everything that's going on around us, God, we win. We win, and God, we're going to find out something today that I believe is going to help us, God, for the way a lot of us are feeling and why we're in some of the shape and conditions, talking to me first. This message is to me first. And so uh, it's, this is going to help us, God, day to day. And so, Lord, we just thank you. We, we give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Gleaned a lot of this from somebody that I deeply admired, and uh, this particular minister was telling the story about being in Japan and he said he was walking in Japan with some other men and some other ministers. And he came across this place where he heard this noise, tons of noise and lights flashing and all of these things in this particular room, like video games and just all, all these machines and all of this. And he said, stop. He said, I want to go in there. And so he went in there. And when he went inside, there were tons of these games and there were these flashing lights and it was noise everywhere. And he said, he noticed that all the people were staring at these machines like zombies. And the guy said, they don't just stare at these machines and play these machines like for just a few hours. They played these machines for like 10 and 12 hours hours staring, gazed out, despondent like zombies, just playing these things over and over. They, they, they put their coins in and out come coupons and they get the coupons and they take the coupons and get prizes for them and they do this over and over and over all day long. And the guy said they're not there for the prizes. He said they're there to waste time. They're there to waste time. And, 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 and in Japan, like a lot of other places, there, there is this tremendous pressure. My dad knows. He's been over there, worked over there and did some things. Tremendous pressure on the young people in that culture, the Asian culture. And in Japan particularly, if you don't perform like on certain tests, we're talking about at very young levels, at very young grade levels, like, like you would have a certain level by the time you, before junior high, you would have to perform at such a level and pass certain tests so that you could get in the elite junior high school. And then when you come out of the junior high, you've got to come out and be so elite there that you get to go into the right high school and so elite there that you get into the right college. And if you miss it way back there before junior high, then you've blown it. And so these kids are despondent. They're just, they're just at a place where they're giving up. They've lost hope. And so they're just spending their days now just wasting time in these video arcade places and just in these places just over and over because of the tremendous pressure uh, and, and having to perform well so early in life. And it just messes them up and they feel like they have no future. In fact, there's a, there's a famous uh, a baseball player from New York Yankees several years ago from Japan. You'll, you probably know him. 
There's only a few with those kind of names. But, but he went back and started a foundation for this very thing of what these people are doing in Japan uh, in these particular uh, where they're doing this. And not only in Japan, but the pandemic that has come to the world has heightened around the world this tendency for people to drop out. Just to drop out. Just to drop out of society. We're getting a lot of people now that just want to drop out. They're smoking weed. I've been told face to face I'd rather smoke weed and just drop out of society because that's just what I want to do now. I'd rather waste time with my life doing that than to try to get a job, than to try to stay in church, than to try to do right like you other people. I'd rather just go this course. And we've got it. We've got them just sitting around eight hours a day, people. People that, that, that could go to work and they're physically able to go contribute to society, but they don't want to contribute to society. They would just rather drop out of life and do drugs all day. And that's where we are, just despondency. Just It's happening everywhere. It's happening with video games, sitting there for eight hours. Kids that should be working in their mom and daddy's home, despondent, just playing games all day when there's jobs and signs everywhere saying, if you're 15, for goodness sake, come work for us. Gambling, drugs, porn, sit there and waste eight hours and you've been looking at porn for, think it's going to be an hour and it turns into eight hours straight. Social media, wasting time, checking out of life. Social media, it's rotten, your brain is killing us. It's killing us. It's not good. It's, it's, it's the people that created it have even said, I don't let my kids on it. It's just, they're controlling things with it. It's just absolutely just the things we're wasting. It's a time killer. We're just, they're mesmerized by it. Just not an hour on it, but two hours and five hours on Facebook and 20 hours on it and just sitting there. But I can't sleep, so I got on my device. I can't do this, so I got on my device. In our cars, checking our device. In a restaurant, checking our device. In church, checking our device. That's probably the one I really get the most yelling the loudest. And it's happening everywhere. And sadly, this dropping out is even happening in church. Because every day I'm seeing these little blasts from our children and people about church and how they hate church now. Study history. The church is Jesus' bride. We are the bride of Christ. As bad as we've done, and as bad as we have messed things up, humans have messed things up, and preachers have messed things up, and we've not done a lot right, the church of Jesus Christ, just study the history of nations, and the history of churches, and the history of missionaries going to build churches all around the world. The local church is not the enemy, folks. In fact, it's the very heartbeat of society. It's the thing. And now we've gotten so wise and so brilliant that we're fighting against the things like family and like local churches. And we're tearing down the very things now that we've been brainwashed in our school systems. And we've been brainwashed through the television. And we've been brainwashed in universities. And we've been brainwashed all over the world through this communism idea that family doesn't matter anymore. That church doesn't matter anymore. That the police of society doesn't matter anymore. That, 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 that all of these things that once were good and right in the very fabric and backbone of society have all of a sudden been flipped on their head and they're all evil, right? 
And everything that once was evil is now good. And we wonder why we're losing heart. Sadly, it's in the, in the churches, the, the, losing heart, losing courage. You need courage to live, don't you? You need courage to wake up every day and go get a job. You need courage to, 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 to stay in school, young people. You need courage to, to keep going. You need courage when you fail the test to get back up and do it again. You need courage to keep, when you strike out, to get back up to the plate again and try it again. When you get binged by the ball, to get back up there and stand in there again. We need courage to live every single day. When you get fired, to go look for a new job. When you get laid off, to go do it again. It takes courage to live every day. And sadly, today, people are facing fatigue. But it's not outward fatigue that's so dangerous and so bad. It's inward fatigue that's so scary that is causing this dropout that we're seeing all around. I'm talking about inner strength. I'm talking about the inner man. I'm talking about that you get so tired fighting battles that you drop out. That you say, I'm done with it all. I'm done with people. I'm done with life. I'm done with family. I'm done in my marriage. I'm done fighting. I'm done in, uh, in church. I'm done with the local church. I'm done with the uh, established religion. I'm done with all of these things. And you just decide, I'm inwardly tired and I'm just dropping out. Right? Right? You sound like you've already dropped out this morning. <laughs> So, so, so we don't lose heart. We don't quit. The Bible says, "Look at what he says. Look at what Paul. Paul is writing to the church. We, we, we don't get, don't get despondent we, because when you get tired inside, when you lose heart inside, you, you get despondent. You get irritable. You get zoned out. And Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. And look at what he says. He says this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Right." Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Though, therefore, we do not lose heart. We don't lose courage. We don't quit is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, look, I know it's rough, but we cannot lose heart heart. We can't lose inner strength. We can't lose the courage to quit living. We can't live the courage to keep going on. In other words, let me say something this generation hates. We can't play the victim. No, we are a victim society. Everybody's a victim. We're all a victim. We all feel sorry for ourselves. We all can't go on because nobody knows the trouble I've seen, right? We can't go on because it's all somebody else's fault. Well, you don't know, Pastor, what I've seen. You don't understand why I feel the way that I do. You don't know how I was raised. You don't know where I was raised. You don't know what my mama did to me. You don't know what my daddy did to me. You don't know what my boyfriend did to me. You don't know what my ex-husband did to me. And everybody's got a story, don't they? And everybody's a victim. And I can't go on because, but, but, but see, we got to go on. We've got to finish the race. We cannot quit because of fatigue. We started with Christ and we're going to end with Christ. That's what we've got to do. We've got to keep going. Paul lived in a life just like we are living in today. Paul lived in a world just like we are living in a world today. But he wrote these words. We do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. We cannot lose heart, Brookside. Brad Lindsay, you've been moping 
hoping all week. You've been pitiful. You've been sad. You've been depressed. Do not lose heart, Brad Lindsay. And then he talked earlier about what he had been through. And you think you got it bad. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. What he's saying is we're brittle. We're very brittle. Right? We break. We're brittle. We're, 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 we're easily wounded. We have these treasures in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not us. We're brittle, but we are to press on in doing what God called us to do. Just because we're brittle doesn't mean we, we empty the race. Just because we're brittle doesn't give us a, a, an excuse not to go on with people. Just because we're brittle doesn't mean we can just hide and duck our head and withdraw our hands and withdraw our love. We keep going on. We keep pressing on. Paul says, I know you're brittle. I know you're, I know you're going through some things. I know, but you started with God. He's called you with some things. Don't lose heart. Press on. Outwardly things are happening, but inwardly there's something going on too. Amen? And he's saying the power comes from God. It doesn't come from you. And that's what he said in verse 8. Listen to what he says. He says, we were hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We were perplexed, but not in despair. He's like, I know what you're going through. Big deal COVID. Big deal pandemic. Big deal monkeypox. I know what you're going through. I went through some stuff too. I went, I, went, I went through a lot of stuff, he says. He writes it back there. He said, we were pressed on every side. I know about being pressed on every side. I know what the pressure cooker feels like. I know what your work situation feels like. So you got the boss riding you. Big deal. I know what it's like to be pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. And he, and he, he, he says, we don't always know what's going on, but, 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 but we are not giving in to despair. And again, that's strange language, and it hurts our little egos in a victimized world because everybody's a victim, and all of our children are a victim, and we protect them all. Oh, don't tell them. Don't talk to them. Let me tell you how you got to treat them because they're they're, they're going to, they, they can't handle it. Right? And the only person laughing are the demons. The demons that are tormenting them because nobody can tell them the truth and nobody can help get people out of this victimized culture that we're in because we don't want to hear the truth because that's religion and that's not really, and no, it's not because this and this and this and this and this and God is love, right? God never says a hard word, right? And so he says, perplexed, but not in despair. All across the country, Christians dropped out of church. And guess what? They make believe that it was the virus that's the reason they got out of church. But it wasn't the virus because I saw them at Walmart and I saw them at Publix. They make believe it's the virus, but they're running around everywhere else. And they've actually lost heart, and they've actually lost courage, and they've actually lost consecration to the Lord. And it's happening everywhere. And that's why people are quitting. And that's why people are running out of the race. Let's get it where the blame needs to really lie. That's where the blame really lies, right? 
is that we've lost heart, we've lost inner strength, we've lost courage, and we've lost consecration to the Lord, and we're finding every excuse in the world to blame it on besides what it really is. And not only is it happening to believers, but it's also happening to ministers big time. Because here's the statistics, and I understand it. 42% say that if they could get a job selling insurance or doing something else with benefits, they would leave the ministry today. They're tired of fighting. They're tired of being criticized. They are tired that no matter what they preach, that some people like it and some people don't. That when you change the church sign that you get criticized. And when you don't change the church sign you get criticized. And when you mow the grass this high, it's right for some people and it's wrong for others. And they're just at a point where they're saying, you know what? And then they're blasted on social media and then they're blasted behind their back. And they just get to a certain point where they're saying, you know what? Anything would be better than this. And so they're dropping out by flies. And then there are people that want to come to church and they don't want to live like Christians. And that's driving pastors that really care even more insane because of the hypocrisy that is going on everywhere. And it's causing what we call in this world for Christians and for non-Christians and for, and for pastors what we call burnout. Burnout. And it's that place where everyone today is just burned out. And you, you, and then we begin to say, you don't know what I'm going through. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. Well, you don't know the complexities of my life. Well, I grew up around this. And again, I said, we blame parents. We blame the home that we grew up in. And nobody's seen the trouble I've seen. And always have a reason to drop out of life. Yet there's a man that went through the same things that I'm going through and that I'm belly aching over and that we are all going through. And he tells us, do not lose heart, do not lose courage. And then he tells us what he went through. Look at 2 Corinthians eleven twenty four. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. That's a lot worse than trying to figure out your sermon this week and being aggravated at different things at work and, and, and just the complexities of my little world. He got beat with 39 lashes. When they beat you with 39, the reason they didn't do 40 is they had it figured out at such a place where if they gave you 40, most of the time you died. So let's be real generous and keep him alive and suffer. We'll back it up one. And so we'll give him 39 lashes uh, and we'll do this. And then three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. And I spent a night and a day in the open sea. And we complain about the room not being good at the Holiday Inn. Right? We complain when they don't have the soap on the shelf that I like to buy at Walmart. And here is Paul going through all of these things. And he's saying what he's been through. He says, and basically what he's saying is when you serve the Lord, it comes with a lot of problems. It comes with a whole lot of problems. And here's what he goes on. He's the ultimate Christian telling us what the, what the Christian experience is like. He is the ultimate Christian that is telling us what it's going to be like to be a Christian all Oftentimes, And here's what he says in verse 26. I've been constantly on the move. In other words, you know, when you're constantly on the move, your nerves are rattled. And you're not able to settle down. And Paul's saying, that's constantly how I've lived. I've lived on the move. I've been constantly not able to settle, settle down. I've been in danger from rivers. I've been in danger from bandits. I've been in danger from fellow Jews. I've been in danger from Gentiles. I've been in danger in the city. Danger in the country. Danger in the sea. Danger by false believers. 
years. I've labored and I've told and I've often gone without sleep. I have known hunger. I've known thirst. And I've often gone without food. I have been cold. I have been naked. My hair conditioner hadn't worked too and it's been 100 degrees. He's saying, I've gone through a lot of stuff, yet I didn't allow it to get me in despondency or despair. I kept pressing on and I didn't let it lose heart, cause me to lose heart. Amen. And that's not the old, you know, it's not the Old Testament picture like we've preached for years. That boy, if you do this, then God's going to bless you like this. That's not the picture we see with Paul. Paul did everything right. And the more he did right, the worse it became for him. And yet this culture has made us so whiny. So whiny. And it's time we get, it's not appealing. I'm, I'm the chief of whiny. So I'm talking to myself this morning. I'm repenting myself this morning. And, 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 and so we, we, we read what Paul went through and it ought to cause us to be reminded to say, Brad, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you for feeling this way. Paul never mentioned burnout. Paul never mentioned, I'm going to quit Christianity. I'm going to quit the church. I'm going to quit the race. Paul never mentioned, I got my feelings hurt back there by those false prophets. Boy, they said some awful things about me. Boy, they burned me. And I tell you what, I'm going to burn them. No, Paul never mentioned these things. He never quit. So that tells me there must be some source that Paul has that we're not utilizing here today. Right? Are you awake? Are you with me? Can you, you with me? I just need to know that. Marcy says sometimes you're focusing, but sometimes I see glazed eyes that are zoned out a million miles away. I know because I'm a man and we can go there. And so I recognize that look. But please stay with me because this is vital and this is important for us to, to hear. It, it, is that, that, that there's a source maybe, if Paul went through all of these things, there's a source that maybe he had that we have not tapped into today that, that is causing us to give up, to lose heart. To, to quit the race and maybe we need to find this source because when I read biographies by Christians throughout the ages and I love to read biographies and I recommend that you read biographies when I read the biographies of men that came over here in early Christianity people like that were back here in the 30s going through the depression and they were preaching people that came over in early America and you start to read stuff and it began to read stuff like I went to this house and it was so uncomfortable I went to this house and there was nothing but lice there and I had to go through this and I had to go through that and then you read about how we traveled all day and we slept with 11 people in the same room but praise God we felt the presence of Jesus there and then they talk about how traveled 7 miles on a horse or 7 hours on a horse and had all kind of trouble getting across this creek and getting across that river and getting across here and barely escaped this wild animal and did that and then they begin to tell all of these things but God brought me through And they never complained. It's like you read about them. It's like supermen and superwomen. And I don't see that spirit in Christianity in America today. Where is it gone? I don't see that. What, what an honor they begin to say it is to walk with Jesus. What an honor. After what He did on the cross, I can put up with anything. He suffered for me. It's nothing for me to have to suffer for Him a little bit. Isn't that the spirit that we need back in Christianity today? So I want to find out what the deal or the secret is to Paul. 
I want to find out how he could do this. How can Paul in 1 Corinthians 4.16 say, Therefore we do not lose heart. If we're going through all this stuff, how do we not lose heart? Though the outward man is being pummeled and we're wasting away, yet we are being renewed day by day. So he distinguishes something right here. He tells us, Terry, there's an outward man and there's an inward man. He distinguishes something. He says, don't lose heart. And then he says, he says, there's an outward man, Cindy, and there's an inward man. So he's revealing something to us. We're going to find out how Paul could endure all this and how he didn't lose heart, Gabe. How he kept going in the midst of a world that I know is difficult because I'm in it. And it's becoming more difficult and the pressures are very hard. So he distinguishes between these two worlds. And he says, there's an outer world and there's an outer, there's an outer man and there's an outer woman. There's an inner man and there's an inner woman, and he, said, and he says, day by day, all that I go through. He says, day by day, I feel pain. He says, day by day, the old arthritis in the knee, or wherever you got it in the shoulder, or whatever. Paul said, I've been doing tents so long. I know, day by day, it's starting to bother me. Day by day, every day, and then now and then I have to wipe. It's not because I got one of those sinus infections like y'all got. And you know, day by day, he's doing things, and he's saying, I'm going. I'm wearing down. Outwardly, things are changing. Outwardly, things are getting older. Every one of us have that go on. But he said inwardly. Inwardly is another story. Inwardly, he begins to say, what does that mean? In my spirit, in my heart, in my soul. Paul says, I'm being renewed day by day. So outwardly, this thing's falling apart. But inwardly, this thing is growing and renewing in strength day by day by day by day. Amen. So outwardly I'm wasting away, inwardly I'm being made brand new. Yes, I get tired from this and from that, my body aches, but there is this inner person. There is this inner person that God day by day is renewing and the body can be messed up and this inner man can be strong and get stronger and stronger and stronger in your inner part is, is weak. And t- if, you're, if your inner part, which I think a lot of ours is, if your inner part is tired and weak and fatigued, guess what? It means you lose heart. Let me say it slow. If your inner man right now is tired, weak, fatigued, you didn't want to come to church this morning like I didn't, you barely could drag yourself here, you had to say, oh my goodness, and somehow i got to come up and preach today. If your inner man is tired, if your inner man is weak, if your inner man is fatigued, then, then that's what causes loss of heart, and that's what causes us despondency, and that's what causes our seat to be empty next week, and that's what causes us to say I don't care anymore and I don't want to fight anymore and I don't want to run the race anymore and I'm just done. Amen. That's what causes that. But we start to collapse. We start to drop out. And so if that is true, what do you think Satan's target is? Say it. If that is true, then he's after the inward man. 
then he's constantly coming against the inner man to try to make you lose heart and make you lose faith and make you get fatigued and make you get weak and make you get wore down and make you get wasted and wore out. He attacks, because if he attacks the outer man, that won't stop you from living for Christ. We see that little Nick guy who preaches with no arms and no legs, but inside that dude is on fire. We see Joni Erickson Tata who can't even walk. She's a paraplegic from the neck down. She, she can't even move any Think but her neck. That body outside is wore out. The devil's already assaulted and attacked that outward body. But inside, that woman's a Holy Ghost fire preacher for the Lord. We see all sorts of people. So he can attack the outer man and not do a lot of damage against Christ. But when he gets inside to the inner man, he can do what he's doing in our churches after COVID. It's like a bomb went off. And everybody's quit the race. And where are our children? And where are our teenagers? And where are our college students? And where are our seniors? And where are our people? And where are our family? Right? Fatigued, wore out, tired, loss of heart, attacked in the inner person, in the mind, working in conjunction. He attacks the mind, in the heart, working in conjunction. That's where he goes. You know, it's amazing that people can go to church and we can, we can talk about every kind of fad. Man, I, I'm looking out for myself. I don't eat carbs, man. No carbs for me. No white bread for me. No white flour for me. But yet, we don't give 150%. We could care less about the inner man and what we're feeding we don't even come into this room we're all worried about our bodies we're all worried about what we're putting in them man no glute for me no carb for me no this for me no that for me we're on every diet and on everything looking at ourselves beautifying ourselves going in there before we come in here to make sure we look good but how few of us are looking inside at our inner man to find out what did we eat this week here The inner person can rot, but by golly, i got to do my lunges. Right? I don't know. Is that a lunge, Elijah? That's pretty good, wasn't it? That's all they know about their bodies, and that's why they're scared to death of dying. And so Paul says there's this difference between outer man and inner man. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed. And I want you to catch that last news. What does it say? Those last three words. Say it with me. Day Day by day, he says. Listen, there is no experience in Christianity that you can take and say, Harlan, I'm going to eat a big old meal, man. It's the best meal. We're going to Ruth Chris. We're going to chow down on the best steak that we could ever have, the best food we could ever have. We're going to, we're going to stuff ourselves so big that, that, that it's going to last us a month. There's no meal that can last you a month. And the same in Christianity. There is no experience. That's why, we, that's why day by day, he writes, we've got to be renewed day by day. You can't eat enough of this Bible one time at the first of the week to last you till the end of the week. That's why manna fell every single day. Day by day, we're renewed in our inner man. Day by day. That's why we come to church. Church is not a place where we're, we're you know, all these things we're getting attacked of today. 
It's a place where we need this even every week. But you can't live on once a week either. We need to live day by day by day by day. And this is a great place to come in because I felt horrible today. But I'm leaving out of here feeling pretty good because I've been with you guys. And I've been reminded of the Lord. And my mind is on God. And it's given me strength to want to go back today and to have strength to go into the battle day by day by day by day. Amen. And so that's what Paul says. He says, we don't lose heart. Though the outward man is waking away, wasted away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day by day. And he says, God renews me every day. And it's not one meal to feast on for a month. Give us this day our what? Daily bread. Paul says, I'm renewed every single day, day by day. I'm not worrying about tomorrow. And I'm not worried about last week or regretting yesterday. Many live off the past. We used to live off the past in churches all the time. Back in 1952, we had a revival meeting that you could not believe. Well, praise God. That was wonderful. But you can't live off 1952. We got to live day by day by day by day. Think about those things. Let it stir today something in us. But we cannot live on yesterday's experience. He says, I'm renewing you in your inner man today. You're being made brand new. This is how I'm going to keep you going. Day by day. Day by day is how. So that you don't lose heart. So that you don't tire out. So that you don't weaken in heart. So that you don't get sitting in front of something. Ding, 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 ding. And you're just zoned out like a zombie and don't care about life because you You just want to kill time and you just want to get out of life and escape. He says, no, day by day by day, I want to renew you inside so you will be strong and you will make it. So how do we get renewed? Because not every Christian's renewed. That's obvious, right? I mean, do you see a lot of renewed Christians every day right now? A lot of pastors aren't renewed. We're so in the flesh, we're screaming and yelling. We're frustrated, right? And, and, and so, so how do we find what Paul had? How do we get spiritually renewed every single day? Obviously, there's something that we have to cooperate with in order to have this happen. Obviously, we have to do something on our part in order to, to have this so that we don't drop out and we don't miss something. So how do we get renewed? Here it is. Four simple things. This is the most practical message today when, 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 that, that you could possibly have but the most important message that you could possibly have how do we get renewed if we're dropping out and losing heart number one every day you need to thank Jesus every day you need to think Jesus you need to think about how good he is you need to wake up and when your foot hits the floor you need to say oh I was about to think about brushing my teeth I was about to think about putting the coffee pot on but I'm going to think about Jesus first you know what I'm going to lay my head back down on this pillow for just a few minutes and I'm going to think about how great he is I'm going to think about Jesus so every day he says we are to renew ourselves and one way to renew ourselves day by day is 
is to think about how good he is. Think about the cross. Think about the shedding of his blood. Think about the fact that he's coming again. Think about how many ditches that he has pulled you out. Think about how many times he's shown you mercy. Think about how many times you ran out on him and he received you right back. Think about that. And he says, when you begin to think about me in that way, you will be renewed day by day by day by day. He says, don't think about your problems. Don't begin to wake up and say, my goodness, how am I going to pay the power bill first? No, think about Jesus first and then worry about the power bill. Don't worry about how who's going to cut the grass or if the lawnmower's broke or how I'm going to get it to work. Take a few minutes every day first and think about Jesus. Amen? Think about Jesus. And he says, as you think about Jesus, you will be renewed in your inner man day by day. Day. Amen. Think about him throughout the day. Think about him as you go about your schedule. Think about Jesus. Don't think about, well, I can't. No, you think about, yes, I can, Nana, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Think about him in the middle of your problems. Set your mind on Jesus. Think about him in every experience you have. And this will help you renew your inner man. Number two, how do we renew ourselves? Listen to Jesus. Think about Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Lord, you begin to take this word as early as you can. Open this book. As early as you possibly can. Get into this book. I used to get up in the first place Marcy and I used to go. It's into the sunroom now and we go in there. And that's usually I put the little scripture on the on the um for the bible reading plan and then i try to most of the time sometimes i fail but i try to grab my bible because i know if i miss my bible then the rest of the day gets bogged down and things get in in the way and so as early as you can try to open the book and and listen to jesus ask the holy spirit to make it alive so that jesus can talk to you out of the pages of this book ask him to make it alive ask him to speak to you read his word and listen to Jesus to speak to you. Ask for his voice in his word. God, give me your voice in the word of God that I'm reading right now. And if you will do that, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen? That's how it comes. And so he begins to speak to you. We begin to listen for his voice. And as we listen for his voice, we begin to be renewed day by day by day by day. And something even deeper than that when you listen to God through his word, listen to what he says in 2 Corinthians 4, 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Here's what begins to happen, Margaret, as you say, Lord, begin to speak to me from this word. Let the Holy Spirit help me to hear the voice and the mind of God. Let me hear what you're saying. And all of a sudden, he begins to show us things that, that are not temporary around us that are not going on but we begin to see, see things that are unseen we begin to see things like I don't know how I can make it today man I, I can, how am I going to face what I'm going through and as I begin to read it and fix my eyes on Jesus he lifts me into the unseen world and I see his everlasting arms and I go leaning leaning safe and secure from all alarm am I actually seeing his arms no but in the eyes of faith it's brought me to the eye 
eyes of faith and I can see what is unseen now and I know that God's arms are holding me up. Brad, I'm going to hold you up in that meeting today. Brad, I've got you right here. Before, I saw everything that was seen like everybody else. Oh, there's a pandemic. Oh, there's monkeypox. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's that. Now, you can tell where somebody is and what they see because all they talk about is what they see. But when you get into the unseen, into the temporal, like be people who have been in there and God lifts their eyes into the unseen, they start beginning to say, you know what? God's got me. The finances were rough, but my God shall supply all my needs. He begins to put your eyes on the unseen and you begin to see things and you begin to, you, you begin to know and all of a sudden, you, those that don't have faith, their eyes are on the temporal. They begin to see what they can see with the natural eye and it looks horrible out there. But when you get into here and you begin to listen to God and you begin to allow God to speak to you, all of a sudden your eyes get lifted up and you begin to see things and you begin to see, you know what, this world's perishing, but God's got His believers. God's got His people. And we're going to be okay. And so that tells me, folks, that as we do this, we are renewed day by day. And it tells me Brad Lindsay is failing to get the source of strength that Paul had. And that's why I'm living so below the standard. And my heart is getting so despondent and so downcast and so wanting to give up every day. So I'm trying to encourage myself first and then you in the Lord. Let's get to doing these things. Let's get to listening to Jesus. Let's get to to, to seeking him and the third one is let's get to talking to Jesus talking to Jesus the third way we we renew ourselves is is that we talk to him talking to Jesus is called what prayer Prayer, absolutely. It's called prayer. Tell him how you feel. Tell him your fears. Tell him your situation. Tell him your financial situation. Tell him everything. You don't have to use King James language. You don't have to say, oh, thus saith the Lord, the Holy One, thee and thou, uh, thus saith God. You just begin, you don't have to change your voice. Oh, Lord, thou God of the highest creation order. No, you just begin to talk to God. You begin to talk to him like a friend. You begin to talk to him. You begin to bear your heart to him. You begin to tell everything to him. He's never too busy for you. He's never too busy to listen. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear these burdens alone. Remember that old good hymn? Come on. I must tell Jesus. We must tell Jesus everything. We must tell him uh, these things. So think Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. And, and this, is, this would be like me. You're standing outside all these things and I'm saying, I've got, you're saying, I'm starving, I'm starving, I'm starving. And I've got a door open and you can see inside the kitchen and you can see there's food in there. And I say, go inside, it's free and eat it. Yeah, but I'm starving, I'm starving, I'm starving. Go inside and eat the food. Yeah, but I, you don't know what I was born in. You don't know how bad I feel, preacher. You don't know, you don't know I'm a victim. I, I've been hurt, I've been, yes, I know, but there's something right here that can fix the problem and you can live and that's the simple thing that God and Paul is writing here look I know it's bad out there I told you what I went through I've been stoned I've been shipwrecked I've been beat up by the church I've been beat up by the world been beat up by the Jews been beat up by the Gentiles I've been in the day and night in the deep I've been hungry I've been cold I've been fed I've been not fed and he says but here's the answer don't lose heart 
there's an outward man, let it, it's going to perish. It's going to get worse. The aches, the pains, it's going to experience some loss. It's going to experience some suffering. It's going to have some good times and some bad times. But the inner man, the inner man, that's the heart, the soul, the spirit. You've got to let that thing be renewed day by day. Though that other one's perishing, this one's being renewed day by day. And this is how it's being renewed. you got to think, Jesus. This is the food. This is the food inside the table that's free. you got to wake up every day. This sounds too simple. You can say, oh, you just think you know it all. No, I don't know it all, but you can try this, and I guarantee you it works. I guarantee you you'll come back one day running the aisles in this church because he says, think Jesus, listen to Jesus, talk to Jesus, and you're going to get it renewed inside in this inner man. And, 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 and here's the thing. The definition what of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting to see the same results. So why would we keep doing the things? If we've lost heart, if we're tired, if we're famished, if we're hungry spiritually, if we're ready to quit the race, if we don't want to even get up hardly anymore and go to church, if we don't want to teach our Sunday school lessons, if we don't want to go listen to Sunday school lessons, if we don't want to listen to preaching, if we don't want to do preaching, if we don't want to sing or listen and sing, there's something going on inside of here and we're losing heart. And he's saying it's right here is the answer of how to renew that thing day by day by day. Think Jesus, listen to Jesus, talk to Jesus, do something different, do these things and you will be renewed day by day. By day, by day, by day, tell him about your appointments. Tell him about the one that pops up all of a sudden. Hey, hey, Brad, we've got a special meeting coming up right here in five minutes. Get on a Zoom call. And I'm freaking out or whatever, and you got to say something. You know what? Tell Jesus. Help me. This is a quick one I'm throwing up. Five minutes, i got a meeting. I need you. I need you to be there. And he will be there. He'll be there. And lastly, lastly, the last one is praise Jesus. And do it loud. And do it quiet. Do it, do it. Just do it. Do it. Uh, I'm not a good singer, but I sing. I sing. And to God, I believe it's like a Pavarotti or whoever, one of them great voices. To y'all, it sounds like screeching on a chalkboard. But God hears it and He loves it. Right? And, and so, so He tells us to praise. He tells us, to, he, he tells us to, to do this. And it will renew us inward day by day by day by day. Sing about the love of God. Praise Jesus. There's a song that, that, that uh, this particular man that I was listening to said has been going over and over and over in his spirit. And I, the melody goes to a song called, Oh, sola mia. Y'all remember that? Some kind of Italian opera song. And it's a Christian song that somebody back in the 30s wrote. And it's called Down From His Glory. And he said he, he, he began to study about this guy. And he began to hear about this. And he said that song just kept going over in his spirit. And he kept singing it unto the Lord. And he said uh, what he began to learn about the story of this guy. And he said he was in the 30s in the Depression. And this is very interesting about this guy. Because he rented some tents. I think he was actually the grandson or great-great-grandson of, uh, uh, of one of the famous... of. 
evangelist. And so he went out to California and he thought, I'm going to run a tent meeting. And they rented all these tents and they, they began to set them up. And all of a sudden what happened was that it went, something went sideways and bellied up and they owed all this money for the tent rental and they couldn't pay it. So he had to go to work in the cornfields and he's out there working in the cornfields, picking corn. And all of a sudden he's feeling sorry for himself, feeling like a victim, like I do, and all of a sudden he's whining about people leaving church or this or that, and he's out there thinking, I'm a failure, and he's all these things. I, I went out and stepped out for God. I was going to do all these great things. I rented these tents. Now I owe all this money, and I find myself, I'm having to work in a, 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 a field picking corn. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of feeling sorry for himself, a thought came to his mind, and he says, I've gone from uh, preaching to picking corn, but he went from heaven to come down to earth. And that's where he wrote the song about glory, the glory coming down to earth. And it goes like, oh, how I love him, how I adore him. You ought to go look at it. It's a beautiful words of where he wrote about this, about this God who didn't think of himself too much to come down to glo- from glory and to put on human uh, uh, flesh and to die for the sins of humanity. And so we are to thank Jesus, listen to Jesus, talk to Jesus, and we are to praise Jesus. And if you will do this daily, day by day, I promise you it is simple, but if you will look inside, it is a food that is set out there for you every day that you can be renewed inside here is just waking up and saying, man, I'm going to think about Jesus today. Before I think about the sick baby, before I think about the pregnancy, before I think about fixing the husband or the wife lunch or whatever, before I do these things, before I make the first call for work, I'm going to think about Jesus. And then I'm going to listen to Jesus. I'm going to take my Bible and I'm going to get in the Word of God in the morning, but not only in the morning, through the day and then I'm going to talk to Jesus. I'm going to talk to him throughout the day. God, I got a meeting. God, I got this. Help me. And then lastly, I'm going to praise Jesus. Sometimes when I feel the worst, when I feel the absolute lowest, when I can't listen to another sermon, when I can't read another page in the Bible, when I'm about ready to lose heart, often I'll just start praising God. Or I'll put on some worship music and just start lifting me into the presence of God and begin to sing to Jesus. It's awesome. He is good. Father, we love you. Lord, I know that's a simple, simple word today, God. But Lord, there are people dropping out of the race. God, left and right now, everywhere, they're dropping out because God, oh, the tank's low. Lord, it's not the outward man. Yeah, maybe we've been assaulted in the outward man some, but it's the inner man that's been neglected. Mm. Lord, coming to church once a week is not enough. Coming to church once a month for some people is not enough. And it's not even about church. It's about, it's about these things. It's about getting into the presence of God. This, hopefully, today is just a help to remind people to do these other things. That's what the church is to be a help and an aid and to get people alongside of you to tell you to keep going in the race. That's what it's about. But, God, we need each other. We need, we need to be reminded, and we need to do this every day. Outwardly, we're perishing. But, God, I want to be strong.
strong inwardly because Paul said that this could sustain him through everything, everything that he went through. That's how he could stand at the end and even allow his head to be put on a, on a, on a stump and to be chopped off because God, he was outwardly, he had become an older man. He'd been writing these epistles. He had gone through so much and his body was probably weak, but inwardly, inwardly, he was, he was bold. Inwardly, he was strong. Inwardly, he was renewed day by day by day, by day, God. And I'll be the first to admit, God, that I have neglected these things recently. I've allowed, God, the, 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 the things that I can see, the things that have been done outwardly to me and the things that I can see with the visible mind, I've let those things, God, just really get me down to a depressed state to where some days I neglect talking to you. I neglect listening to you. I neglect thinking about you, God. And I begin to, th- I be- begin to run to Fox and see what, Fox is saying today or CNN is saying today and I begin to think about those things the the visible worldly things God and and the places where Satan is in control God and rather than thinking on you God and reminding me it's all going to be okay so God help us to take the simple 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 message and to allow ourselves to be renewed day by day by day by day it doesn't take a whole lot but just this little bit of eating day by day we don't want to eat a whole meal to try to last us for a week just to eat a little bit just listen a little bit just talk a little bit so that it can sustain us day by day by day every day I'm making you new Brad every day I'm renewing you day by day by day in Jesus name hallelujah